Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. Rick here. And for this episode, we've got a few interviews with professional golfers that normally reside on the Corn Ferry Tour, but have been making noise in mini tours in Arizona, specifically the Outlaw Tour. We've got Dylan Wu, Brent Grant, and KK Limbasut on the line for this episode. We really hope you enjoy, and if you do, don't be afraid to leave a rating and review on Apple, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy. All right, let's welcome in Dylan Wu. Uh, Dylan, thank you so much for joining us today. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, It's a pleasure to be on here. Yeah, so this is this is cool. Uh, the The world of golf is kind of singularly focused in one spot, which happens to be uh, the Outlaw Tour and 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 Mini Tour Golf and you know Golden State Tour, whatever else is going on. But before we jump into that, uh, for those listeners who who may not be as familiar with you, uh, let, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but. Uh, originated grew up in Oregon right where you're the number one golfer in the state there uh then you took your talents to Northwestern right yep and then now you are currently uh on the corn ferry tour and we're quite frankly off to a really good start before the season ended or was postponed yeah exactly Cool. So let's 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 talk about uh, let's talk a little corn fairy tour to begin with. So uh, you guys have played or you've played in I think six events so far. You've got a, a second place, a fourth place, a, a bunch of top ten or eleventh place finishes. Um, how how would you assess your game this season before we got to the the postponement? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's unfortunate the situation we're in right now, but. Um... Yeah, for the corn fairy season this year, it's been it's been great. Uh, I couldn't really ask for a better start. Um, played really well in all six events and really uh, had was in contention in a lot of them, which was a uh, really cool. But um, no, I mean the biggest thing this year. It's my second year on the corn fairy. I learned a lot from last year's experience. Um, just getting in in the middle half of the season and keeping my card. And yeah, my goal this year was just try to stay more consistent and just try to develop my game and um, be better prepared. And um, luckily. Yeah, I had a great, great first six events. Um, I'm fifth on the money list right now. So hopefully uh, we get back rolling in, in, in about a month. So I'm pretty excited to, to get back where, where, I, um, where I stopped and um, keep the ball rolling. You mentioned learning from kind of season one or at least half a season into, into this year. What was, the bi- was there one big takeaway for you uh, to start this year that you might have picked up from, from last season? Yeah, I mean, uh, last season um, had a, high, a lot of high and lows. I mean, I I got into events, the 16th event of the season, and I finished runner-up my second um, web doc, when it was called the web.com mm-hmm. start. And 
after that, I had kind of some mixed up results. But the biggest thing I, I wanted to do between last year and this year was just just, just to stri- try to stay consistent, um, just try to have that um, mental focus and mental um, strength to kind of grind over every spot. Um, this year, having, um, a, I thought, at least a full season, mm-hmm. you never know what, what shots, uh, what one shot's going to mean at the end of the season. So that kind of was my goal through um, the entire off season was to not only be a little more consistent, try to make a bunch more cuts, but um, you never know what a good result is. Sometimes your best golf is a, a C30th place finish. Sometimes your best golf is winning a tournament. Um, it's those weeks that you don't have it and you really grind and you get the most out of, out of your game and say backdoor top 20 top 15 finish um and that gives you momentum in the weeks off um the weeks later so those were the biggest keys just last year um played 13 weeks in a row to end the season including the corn Ferry finals so it's kind of gas so this year being able to pick and allocate my schedule has been really helpful um up until now so um it's nice nice to know know how many weeks uh, works for you just because when you're playing more than five weeks in a row, it's, it's pretty hard for any, any golfer. Okay. So is that, I was going to ask what works for you? Is that the cutoff? Or are you trying to avoid playing more, you know, is five weeks the most you want to play barring some, maybe something like we're in right now where something gets crazy. Is that, is that the, the, the right fit for you? Yeah, I think it's, it, yeah. Four to four to five weeks um, is probably like the most. When, when you're like the beginning of this season, technically there weren't, weren't six events in a row, but, um, there wasn't that much break, but now that we have this long hiatus, like I probably will, pl- I'm gladly going to play just because I haven't been able to play in a corn event for, uh, two months now, basically. Um, but yeah, four to five weeks is, is kind of the, probably like probably close to the max I'll play in a row, unless I really have to. Um, that's the one good thing. If you play well early, you can kind of pick and choose the weeks you take off. Um, yeah, it all depends on the course too, like the courses and the, the places you've played before, if you like it or not. So you kind of have to consider all those factors. But yeah, four to five weeks is probably about the rough estimate I like to play in a row. Max. Got it. You mentioned uh, obviously doing very well on the Corn Ferry Tour, being in, you know, fourth or fifth in the in the money list and in the standings. And I want to ask you know, th- th- when, when, when everything got postponed and we went on hiatus, it was, it was kind of a shock to the system for everybody. Um, and we kind of had a, a large range of emotions, but playing so well for you, Dylan, was it, was it a little disheartening to, to, to get that postponement? And how are you kind of mentally dealing with just being in this hiatus? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think my first impression, um, we had two weeks off right after Mexico. I was like, okay, first heard the news about the coronavirus across the country. I was like, okay, maybe it's not going to be that bad. But the more and more this pandemic grew and grew, we kind of realized that um, it was going to be something that's going to affect not only golf, but all sports in the entire world. So when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, maybe there's only going to be four or five events canceled and they'll probably still give give out PGA tour cards this year. That actually helps me because I'm near the top, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, when you're playing well, you just want to keep on playing. You want to keep on riding that high and get as many points and play as many tournaments as, as you can when you're playing well. Because um, golf seems golf seems easy when you're playing well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, one good thing is that, I mean, no matter what, even though we're probably going to have a wraparound season for 2020 and 2021 and there won't be any PGA Tour cards given out this year, mm-hmm. 
I mean, the good golf that I played at the beginning of this year still helps. Um, it still helps me in my goal to get to the PGA Tour, whether it's in 2020 or 2021, most likely 2021. But you kind of just going to have, have to have a positive outlook. Like, everybody's struggling. Not only um, I'm lucky enough to play golf uh, as my as my job right now and as my dream. So um, it's kind of minuscule in the effects of the coronavirus on all parts of the world right now. So luckily, living in Scottsdale, Arizona now, um, you don't really feel the effects of the pandemic here where the golf courses haven't been closed at all. So I get to go golfing every day. I get to play mini tour events and, and still make some money that way and keep myself busy. Whereas if I was still living in Chicago or somewhere else, it'd be, it'd be harder, but you kind of just need to have a positive outlook. Um, one good thing is that there is hopefully going to be golf coming up soon. So at least the schedule has been posted in about a month. So I'm really excited to get rolling and all you can do is just focus on, focus on the future and, um, just try to play your best. So just try to stay positive. Yeah, Arizona is basically the Mecca of golf right now with, with the courses that are open and the events that are taking place. Now I want to dive a little bit deeper into this Dylan, because you mentioned uh, the changes, because this is relatively new, the the tour coming out and, and announcing how they're going to be dealing with statuses moving forward. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you kind of alluded to this. Uh, no tour player is going to be losing their status after all of this. And uh, from what I can tell, the top 10 in the Corn Ferry Tour are going to receive conditional status. Am I understanding this correctly? It's kind of conditional status. So the email that we got from our president, Alex Baldwin, yesterday was that we would get um, the top 10 players after the 2020 season would be eligible to get in the opposite field events for the PJ okay. Tour for next year. I think there's about six events like that. So one thing is, I mean, that's great. Um, but on the other hand, if, if we're going to have a corn fairy season that wraps around that has 45 events um, in two years, um, and if the top 10 players do get in the opposite field events, um, some players might not want to play in them if they conflict with corn fairy mm -hmm. events because the end goal is getting to the PGA Tour. I mean, it's great to get in the opposite, opposite field event and get into a PGA Tour event, but you basically have to win or finish in the top five or do something special. Yeah. Um, to make something to make something better happen versus improving your status in the corn ferry. So, yeah, so I think there's more news that's going to come out in the next week. I mean, everything's pretty much up in the air still, but I think the wraparound season is something that um, is pretty much in everybody's head now and it's kind of ingrained. Um, but this was an announcement on Monday, and then hopefully both tours start within the month. So. Yeah, I didn't even think, about, I didn't even think about that, that if you do, right, uh, want to pass up on maybe some of those six uh, opposite field events to kind of improve your opportunity to eventually get one of the 25 tour cards at the end of the full wraparound season. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, exactly. Just because, I mean, it's cool because whether it's a opposite field event, I mean, it's still a lot more money on the line. Um, you can make more money, but it's just harder to, as you basically are going to be, you can't really improve your status that much if you are in the top 10, just through opposite field events. Um, I mean, honestly, the best way to get to the PGA tour is to just win three times on the corn ferry. They still have yeah. the battlefield promotion. Um, and now that there's 45 events. So I think you might see a few more, I mean, maybe one or two guys do that or at least have a better chances of doing that um now but yeah i mean i think they're just all i think the tour is just trying to do what's best for for the pj tour players and and for all the players in general just because i mean the season's been cut short and if you've had a bad start to the season 
um, it kind of sucks. So I think they want to give as many players playing opportunities. I think they're trying to increase the field, um, field sizes for every event. Um, I think they're going to try to get rid of a few Monday qualifiers slots. So they're just trying to give as many guys with say lower status in the PGA tour, even the corn Ferry, more playing opportunities. I like how easy you made that sound. Just go out there and win three times and get your, and get your promotion. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so you've been keeping busy in mini tour events and most recently uh, at the GCU championship where you finished uh, T five Dylan. Now, how would you assess your play from that event? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just finished yesterday at the GCU event. Um, yeah. The golden state tour um, has been the golden state tour and the outlaw tour are basically one tour now um, that operate in Arizona and California, but no, I played well. Um, it was actually a really good field. I had a couple Basically, any major tour player or guy that has status on the Corn Ferry or uh, Canada, McKinsey Tour, Latin America, or China, there's nothing really other to do than play mini tour events. And I mean, we had like an 86 player field, um, a lot of good players, and you had to shoot, um, I think you had to shoot like 10 under, 9 under, or 10 under to break even. Um, I finished at 16 under for three days, played pretty solid golf. I mean, here and there could have been a little better, but still pretty pleased with the with the with the showing for the three days. Um, yeah, finishing T fifth, just trying to keep myself busy. Um, luckily, these tours, like 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 the courses being open in Arizona, luckily I don't feel the full effects of the, the virus here, and am able able to still play golf and still play play competitive golf. So, no, still um, pretty happy with the result, um, and I'm playing an, a one next week, another Golden State Tour event next week. Um, and then there's the Scottsdale AZ Open the week after. So trying to make sure my game is still sharp, not putting too much pressure on myself, but want to make sure that I'm not necessarily peaking right now versus um, trying to prepare for when the corn period starts in June, hopefully, and get my game ready for that. Just because with this hiatus, like you never, I mean, you, you didn't really know when you were going to keep playing or when you were going to start. So these mini tour events are great because they still – um, um, they still stimulate competition, really good competition. You're playing for money. So, um, anything helps. Yeah. It, it's funny, even for, you know, guys like me, uh, when you put $5 on a putt, uh, on, on 18 or whatever, a lot of things change. So there, that aspect of it certainly, uh, certainly helps. So I, I assume, and Dylan, you know, I want, I want your feelings on this because it feels like as you know, the, the corn Ferry tour has a, has a return date in place. The PGA tour has a return date in place. Uh, and you mentioned it. Uh, it's, it's the golden state tour. It's the outlaw tour. It's these mini tours that are really the only game in town. We're going to be seeing, uh, I think Joel Damon is going to be playing at that Scottsdale, Arizona open. I think Streelman's in the field, maybe Pat Perez, but Correct me if I'm wrong, I imagine as we're going to get closer to the return of these major tours that a lot of guys are going to want, like they're going to be playing these mini tour events. These fields are only going to get better into, and more competitive yeah. until, until they start back up again. Exactly. I mean, I think J.J. Spawn played this last week in the Golden State Tour event. I mean, there's a guy – I mean, the funny thing is that they're basically live – I mean, it's not funny, but it's pretty cool, actually. They're doing live streaming on the last couple oh, yeah. events. Um, where they have like three or four groups where a guy follows a group just live streaming the whole round usually they're like featured groups um, but I mean the biggest thing is that there's no sports going on so a lot of people are betting on <laughs> mini tour golf here on the outlaw tour and golden state tour which is pretty uh, funny they, they certainly like, are uh, where, do you know what your odds were for last week to win that to win that event 
I know. I, I've been checking because my friends have been asking, I'm like, dude, those are probably not good. Like, I think my odds last week in the the two-day event was like three and a half to one, <laughs> and my last week was seven to one. Like, you guys should probably bet on some – I mean, that's pretty low. I mean, that's a pretty aggressive um, betting odds. But, I mean, uh, I think it's – I mean, one thing is it's, it's good for the players. You need to play in front of – in front of a camera a little bit um for for many tour players that maybe haven't done that yet so it's cool just to see other people around the world or people who are not even into golf or just like betting and sports um uh, involved so i think it's i think it's nice just because you kind of see like the way the mini tours hope i mean hopefully as everything opens up again we don't really know the what's going to happen to the the three development tours in china latin america and um in canada you, you could see some of the mini tours be like what they were, say, five, ten years ago, what people were saying, when, when people can play in them and win $30,000 and stuff like that and have 156 players playing in them. So, no, these are these are definitely great crap. Um, I mean, good golf is good golf, no matter where you're playing, and good golf translates. So, if you're playing well in a mini tour event, I mean, if a PJ Tour player gets good preparation and wins a mini tour event, he's still probably going to feel good about his game going to when he resumes back on the PGA tour. I love it. I love it. Dylan. Uh, so next steps for you sounds like we're going to see you at the legacy classic, uh, next week. And then maybe is it Scottsdale open in two? Yeah. Scottsdale open in two. Um, yeah. So this, that'll be like four weeks in a row. I mean, luckily it's only three days and it's pretty easy usually playing in carts and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just trying to keep myself busy. Hopefully this is a good enough prep. Um, Right now, that's Corn Ferry start date. It's June 11th at the TPC Sawgrass Die Valley course. So, um, fingers crossed it starts then. Um, but yeah, these are. I mean, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a win in one of these two events coming up. Love it. Well, we are rooting for you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today, and best of luck uh, next week and and weeks beyond. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, let's welcome in Brent Grant. Uh, hey, Brent, thanks for taking a few minutes of your time today. Really appreciate it. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. So, so Brent, this is kind of a, a weird situation that everybody's in in the world of golf. So, I want to get I want to get your take on it. You know, it's been I don't know six or eight weeks now since uh, the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour have have gone on hiatus, and now we're kind of living in a world of of mini tour golf and the Outlaw Tour. Let me let me just get like your mental state and how all of all, your world has changed over the course of the past couple of weeks. Um. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, we were we were in the middle of the uh, first part of the season there uh, when we finished in Mexico. Um, and we had, I think it was two weeks off or something like that. And I went to visit family and got off a plane here in California and, and uh, all the news hit that uh, we were shutting down. So, I mean, obviously, that's a shock to the system um, and uh, that nobody saw coming until, you know, until it happened. But uh I'd say that uh, since then, it's been about uh, trying to get better as, as, as best as I can and, and uh, gearing up for, for the, the hopeful uh, restart here in June. Um, but uh, yeah, and thankfully, the, uh, the outlaws were still running. Yeah, 
Yeah. So you, you mentioned that that finish in Mexico was a T12 for you, which was your best finish of the season. Is it a little disheartening to have your, your best finish and then immediately kind of go on hiatus or are you just kind of trying to take, take, uh, take the best things from what you can out of your 65 in the final round there and keep it going forward? Um, you know, I mean, that, 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 you know, um, that's what everybody uh, would naturally think, right? I mean, and I can't, uh, and I can't say I didn't think that it that it was a bit of a bummer. But uh, I mean, honestly, you know, since then um, I've had you know really long talks with my father and and, and my coach and, and my trainer and, and all these people that I, that I respect very highly, um, and, and they've all told me pretty much the same thing that that uh, you know these these two months, these you know this two and a half three months is where it's going to end up being. Um, you know, is there for a reason, and um, and you know, you can, like you said, you have to take the positives out of it, and, and uh, so far that's what I've been able to do. But uh, I guess we'll see come June what what that really means. Yeah, I mean, we've um, even even for us in the media, a uh, shock to the system, I think, is a perfect way to put it, and we're like, oh, looking around, like now, now what? You know what I mean? Um, so it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's it's kind of been weird. We've been saying we're just going to embrace the weird uh, for the next couple of weeks or next couple of months, whatever it ends up being here. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your at your profile here. And are you are you still in Phoenix right now? There was a, a tournament that just ended on the Outlaw Tour. Are you are you hanging in Phoenix? Are you back home? Where, where are you where are you living? California now? Yeah, yeah. So I'm in uh, I'm in Marietta, California, based out of, uh, out of Bear Creek here. Um, and I got back last night late about 930 or so pretty much bounced right after the round um had some stuff i had to do today here back home so we're here uh for a week or so and then i head back to phoenix uh for the scottsdale open uh over there at talking stick so beautiful uh speaking of that round uh which i will producer jacob might not like me for dating this podcast which was yesterday <laughs> you shot a a 63 in that final round i believe it was uh tied for round of the day I saw you on live stream. I think you buried like a 45 foot putt. I think it had to be late in your round, like 10 or 14 or something like that. Talk, talk me through things that went well for you yesterday. Oh goodness. Um, you know, honestly, <laughs> man, I started, I started the day, uh, I think it was four back. Um, and so I knew, I knew that KK and the guys that, that, that were ahead of me, you know, were going to go low. And so I figured, eight was going to be, you know, a relatively uh, close number to shoot to get, to get within a couple. Uh, if not, you know, obviously if they, if they made mistakes, um, then it would be enough to, to get into a playoff or win. But, um, you know, obviously that didn't happen, but, um, you know, I, I just tried to stay steady. Um, got off to a pretty good start, started hitting it pretty well. Um, actually really well for, from high standards, which, which was really nice. Um, and then, uh, you know, stumbled a little bit with a bogey on uh, eight um, and then uh, kind of got back back into it on, on nine and ten. Uh, and then on 12, uh, I just got stuck behind a couple of trees and had to make uh, a pretty long putt from from the front of the green, which which um, when I do that for par, uh, it comes out to a to a relatively loud celebration which it gets everywhere and we're all, of course aware of what's going on <laughs> which is kind of nice it's always been that way but uh yeah and then and then uh kind of got cold there a little bit um on the back nine compared to the front um until the last couple holes which which uh, my ball striking came in came into play there hit to a foot on 17 and then uh from about 221 on 18 i hit it to about 
12 feet and, uh, and brushed in the pot for, for Eagle to post uh, eight under. Yeah, there you go. Finishing birdie Eagle is uh, always welcome, I imagine. Now, Brent, so we are, you know, the collective golf community turning its attention to mini tour golf in a big way right now. Um, the Outlaw Tour has has really embraced this. They've uh, been very active on social media. They've been kind of live streaming a lot of the a lot of the rounds that are going on out there. Could you imagine we'd be in a world where like, you know, there's fantasy sports around the outlaw tour. Everybody's got eyes on it. I mean, just kind of like describe from your side of it. Like, do you realize there's a lot more attention on these mini tour events than maybe ever before? Um, you know, I, Mike, uh, Larry, the, the guy who runs the golden state tour and I have gotten, uh, gotten to know each other pretty well. So we have pretty candid conversations. And when I first uh, showed up at, at the, the Grand Canyon University Golf Course uh, this week, uh, we, we talked about DraftKings and, and what all was going on with that. And Well, actually, I was actually made aware of what was going on uh, by a couple of people telling me what my odds were to win, <laughs> uh, which has never happened before. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, you know, to answer your question, uh, it, it's – no, I wasn't aware that that it was as big as it was, but it makes sense that considering that it's the only thing going on, um, and everybody's kind of stuck inside on their cell phones anyway. So yeah, and and what I've kind of noticed over the court, uh, past couple of weeks is these events. I mean, these are shootouts. You, you know, like a two under par every single day isn't going to cut it, Brent. And you you mentioned you knew, you know, KK and those guys were going to go low. D is that different from your normal mindset? I, I know some guys when they get three, four, maybe even five under par, it's hard to keep going. It's hard to keep trying to fire at flags. Is it any different here on, on you know, the Golden State Tour, the Outlaw Tour? Or is, is this your natural mindset to always be kind of just pedal down? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that, that, uh, I definitely have an aggressive nature when playing the game. Um, but I mean, the, you know, uh, one of the, one of the great things that I've learned, uh, you know, this year from, from, from the first few events in the corn trade tour is that, you know, when it's scorable, you know, when the conditions are good, um, you know, it, it allows you to be more aggressive, but you still can't. Um, just swing, uh, you know, willy-nilly. You can't, you can't go at it full bore every single time uh, and expect the same result because it's just, you know, it's, it's golf. It's just not that way. But, uh, you know, when it's in a tournament like this uh, with the conditions as absolutely perfect as they were, which was quite surprising um, just considering, you know, everything that's going on, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's definitely a shootout, like you said. I mean, you, if you take your pedal off for a moment, um, you know, you're going to get passed by. And, and a perfect example is, is, you know, that final round that, that if KK didn't shoot, you know, seven, eight under or seven under that, like he did, he would have, he would have lost or, or went into a playoff. So, you know, when he shot 10 under to start the day, start the tournament. So, you know, you got to keep it down. And, and uh, you know, obviously the Corn Ferry Tour is known for their low, their low scores. So I'd say it's a pretty common uh, mental perspective for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, I want to turn to the Corn Ferry Tour because I'm I'm looking at your results and I'm looking at your stats, and you know some of this is obviously limited on the number of rounds, but I mean you're leading the Corn Ferry Tour in driving distance right now. And I went and looked this up because I saw you on live stream yesterday, and you are basically listed at the ex- uh, same height and weight as Rory McIlroy, basically 5'10", 160, hmm. 165, and both of you uh, appear to get almost every every ounce every inch of it out of your driver i mean talk talk me through that are are you cognizant of you know it's it's not dustin johnson out there just uh whipping it and hitting it 350 you you are kind of in the same mold of rory in terms of uh stature and and driving distance well first of all i I appreciate the the comparison (laughs) rory rory's always been uh you know uh, a bit of a, a bit of an idol to me um you know just just simply because uh, he is who he is and, and, and is kind of, um, you know, built the same way that I am. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I, I definitely count myself very lucky to be able to do what I do with, with the long club. But um, it's, it's kind of funny when, when you know, I, I played with uh, Taylor Pendrith earlier this year. And, uh, you know, Taylor's much bigger than I am. And, and yet I was keeping up with him. And actually, we, we bantered. Uh, back and forth there in Mexico about about driving distance and stuff and and you know it's it's I always I always uh, when I really really pop one and and uh, my friends are around I just kind of joke with them and tell them that the little man still got some pop in him so um, it's uh, it's definitely I'm sure Rory feels feels the same way but but uh, you know like Rory fitness has has been a huge huge part of of what I do and and uh, you know my trainers is uh, really good at what he does and, and I've been able to been able to gain a pretty significant amount of distance and, and speed uh, over the last couple of years um, that uh, is obviously equated to the pretty, uh, pretty cool numbers. I love it. Uh, so, you know, if we go up, we, we pull up your profile right now, we can see, you know, you're leading the corn Ferry tour in driving distance. You're 36th in accuracy, your eighth in greens in regulation. I mean, these are all just stats how would you describe your game? What, what are the best parts of your game? I, Hey, listen, I, I watched you on the stream for a little bit. I'm looking at the numbers. I think you're probably going to say the, the long stick, like you mentioned. Uh, what are some things that you're also just kind of looking to improve on all the time? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the driver is definitely a weapon. Um, I, I joke with my friends all the time, and, and it's, it's actually they kind of give me crap about it because uh, I do struggle – um a little bit with the, with the short clubs sometimes just just because uh it's something that that uh that i constantly have to work on um but yeah i mean i'm, I'm pretty dangerous apparently according to them anyways outside of uh, outside of 200 yards um and uh they take that over inside 100 which is kind of funny but uh you know that's that's kind of what i'm working on right now is, is just the short clubs and the putter and, and um you know i, I describe my game as somebody that uh that hits it pretty well. Um, I, I'd like to think that I hit it with, out there with the best of them, uh, as far as distance, accuracy, and, and obviously, um, you know, uh, proximity to the hole location. Um, and then, uh, you know, if I get if I get hot uh, with the putter, it's it's uh, it's game on, and and uh, I'm pretty tough to beat. I love it. Um, one of the things and one of the the conversations that we always have here is basically how competitive 
whether it's the corn Ferry tour is or whether it's the 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 pga tour is and how the margins between some of these guys you know ranked 100th to 300th in the world for example is just absolutely razor thin it appears and you know you i believe monday qualified for sony last year do i have that right uh was that last year yeah i guess that would have been last year yep so M- Monday qualified for the Sony last year. So you, you've you obviously seen all sides of this in, in the world of golf, whether it's mini tour, corn fairy tour, PGA tour. What are the differences between some of the guys and your peers on the corn fairy tour versus some of the guys that might have status on the PGA tour right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, to, to more to your point, it is absolutely razor thin. Um, it, it, it's hard to say, uh, exactly what defines, um, you know, 125th on the PGA Tour and, you know, uh, 30th on the on the on the Corn Ferry. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it's it, I I, I kind of narrowed it down over over the years of of you know running into all these guys and, and running into the different levels. Uh, you know, there's there's good players and there's great players and then there's the champions, right? And uh, you know, obviously we've witnessed. Uh, quite possibly the greatest golfer of, of all time over the last 20 years. Um, and he's talked about work ethic and, um, you know, the difference between him and everybody else is that he works harder than everybody else and, and he knows it. And that's why he's able to go out there and win. Um, and I'd say that's, I'd say that's probably it. Um, you know, you don't really see, you know, a whole lot of guys nowadays um, not in the gym or anything like that. So, you know, it, it, it makes it tough to, 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 you know, really compare the, the differences in levels. But uh, I think it's just experience, ultimately. Um, I'd like, you know, like I said earlier, I'd like to think that I hit it out there with the best of them, and I know I'm not alone on the Corn Ferry Tour. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the rounds that I played in the PGA Tour over there at the Sony um, would, would uh, say the same thing. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, such a, it's such a hard thing to compare, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um so I know you've been a little busy the past couple of days playing in a tournament, but you know, the, the news kind of broke about how the PGA tour is going to be dealing with uh, player statuses moving forward. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you've, you've had a chance to kind of see at least the the snippets of how they're going to deal with this. Right. Yeah. Um, I was actually, I got in the car yesterday and, and uh, I knew that there was a pack meeting uh, yesterday. And um, obviously, uh, Alex uh, Baldwin has, has been has done a great job, and she's kept us all informed. Um, and obviously, we all have our, our connections with with uh, the different people that we've met. And uh, you know, I read the email yesterday uh, about kind of what they're doing, and, and I'm actually uh, super pumped uh, that that they were able to get it done. Uh, obviously, you know, the fact that uh, the top ten uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour points list. Uh, has an opportunity to, to get into opposite field events uh, through the 2021 season. Um, that's that's pretty incredible. Um, I think that that serves as a great, um, you know, kind of uh, not gifts, but a, but but a accomplishment if you are able to get into the top 10 at the end of this season. You know, it kind of says, okay, yeah, you earned this, and you have an opportunity to to get your PJ Tour card even before the end of 2021, which which is obviously incredible. One. And I'm very, uh, very thankful that they were able to get that done. So Brent, uh, what is next for you? Is it, is it talking stick? Is it the Scottsdale open? Is that where we'll see you next? 
Yeah, that's that's where I'll be next. Obviously, we've got uh, you know a few PGA Tour players uh, that have signed up for that event. Streelman, uh, Joel Damon, I think, is out there as well um, amongst all of us Corn Ferry Tour players. And, and uh, yeah, I've got uh, this week off. I'll get back in the gym and, and get back to work and work on those wedges and see if we can uh, go out and post another good score at uh, Hockey Street. There you go. Keep it rolling. Brent Grant, best of luck the rest of the way. Hopefully we'll see you back on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, we, we are looking for Corn Ferry and PGA Tour to come back as soon as possible. So thanks for joining us today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four. Our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. All right, let's welcome in winner of the GCU Championship, KK Limbasud. Hey, KK, how's it going? Hey, good. How are you guys? <laughs> doing, doing very well. Uh, how does that sound? Winner of the GCU Championship. You know, that sounds pretty nice. <laughs> are, are, you, are you like aware that you just won? Like you are the single winner of in like the world of golf that everyone was focused on yesterday are you aware of that uh not really but that sounds pretty crazy <laughs> just because you know everything that's going on right now but you know i don't mind that at all <laughs> yeah i mean we um 
you're you're right with with the lack of uh, golf going on and the fields that are are taking place in in Arizona specifically. Uh, that event yesterday was pretty popular in the golfing world, and 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 you came out on top. And here's the other thing, KK. Did you play golf today? I actually did. I went to practice <laughs> this morning. <laughs> so so you know you... that it's the only thing we can do right now. It's only golf that's open. So so that's also your way to stay busy too, because you you just won and you're already right back on the go. You didn't even take a day off. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing on taking uh, Saturday off. That's usually usually my day off of the week. But yeah, getting ready for next week. You know. Uh, that's really cool. So we'll talk about next week, but let's talk about this past week. Let's talk about the GCU championship for one second. Uh, you okay. beat, you beat this field, finish at 21 under par. Um, talk to me about your game from this past week. I mean, I, I assume it was pretty good. Uh, but, but talk me through how you thought you played. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, like all around was really impressive because, um, I mean, I, I know the course really well because I, I play a lot since I moved to Arizona. Um, so I know the course really well, but like overall I hit my driver really well uh, this past three days. Um, also that gave me like chances to go for part fives and like um, take advantage of the short part fours. Um, I think that's why I made a lot of birdies this past week. Um, and also my putting. I mean, I, I gave myself a lot of looks this past couple of days and luckily I made a lot of 10 footers this tournament in your opening round you shot a 61 which uh, i believe is a course record is that right yeah i think the the old record was uh 63 and i i shot 61 on the first round i love it so you 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 crushed it and then what i what i noticed with these with these mini tour events is that even though you shot, even though you broke the course record in round number one, you still have to keep making birdies the entire time because you go out and then even shoot a 64 in the final round and still win by one. This, you, you, you constantly have to be making birdies out there, right? Yeah, definitely. I think because, I mean, I, I know a lot of guys who make birdies, um, this tournament. So, you know, par is not enough out there. You need to like almost make birdies every hole, like aim to make birdies every hole. Yeah. Birdies are, you, you even mentioned it going for, uh, going for par fives in two, uh, I assume is, is, is a big part of it as well, but you, you were playing, you were playing really well on, on the tour. Uh, I mean, you were kind of knocking at the door. You finished third at the legacy second at Arrowhead third at Verado a couple of weeks ago. Did you feel like this was coming that you were building towards a win? Um, I, I think like if I put myself in contention a lot, I think, you know, eventually I'll, I'll pull it off. I, I think that's what, that was my mindset going to the, this past, like, you know, three, four weeks playing these mini tours is, you know, like keep putting myself in contention, knocking on doors, like what you said. And, you know, eventually I'll, I'll pull it off. Um, and it's a good learning experience because, you know, out here, par is not enough. You need to shoot some low numbers to like put yourself in contention. And I guess that, that gives me confidence, um, preparing myself before I get back on the corn Ferry tour. 
So let's talk a little bit about the Corn Ferry Tour because when golf went into its, um, I guess hiatus is is the term we're using or or, or pause. You're yeah. you you actually yep. finished T uh, twelve in Mexico, which was the 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 last event that you guys had played. So did you feel like you were already playing well? You played well in Mexico. I think there was two weeks uh-huh. off anyway, and then you have to you have to find mini tours to play, and you just kind of kept it rolling after that. Um. Yeah. Like you know, I think that Mexico. Mexico event was like my third tour event ever I ever played and you know being able to finish top 15 there like gave me a lot of confidence booster because you know I just turned pro recently and that's like one of the biggest accomplishments for me finishing top 15 at a tour event and that just like kept going until the mini tours and, and, and into this like you know highest that, that you were mentioning um that definitely kicked off my, you know, I guess my confident level, definitely. And, now, you know, luckily I pulled it off this yeah. week. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. We were, we were watching on, uh, the outlaw tour had the live stream of it. They were just like showing it on those, on the cell phone. Yeah. So we were, <laughs> we yeah. were watching it. Yeah. It was cool to see. It was awesome, man. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. You know, I get a lot of, uh, DMs from my like, Instagram. People were just watching the, periscope app or yeah that's that's really cool um i want to i want to back up a little bit because you played at cal um yep. which you know it's we had we had your your teammate there colin morikawa we had him on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago and we were asking okay. we were asking him about like what it is like all of you young guys are so good when you come out of college you guys seem to be so so ready to be a pro and, and and Colin was saying that, you know, it's because you know, a lot of these guys or you've played with them. They might be a couple of years older than you. And then you see them have success and it gives you confidence too. So, so do you feel that same thing? Like you have, you have your friends or your peers or your guys that you've played with or against in college. If you see them go out and find success on the corn Ferry tour or on the PGA tour, does that also give you confidence? Yeah, definitely. Just because, you know, like most of the guys that are on, on like Corn Ferry Tour or some are on PGA Tour, you know, like we grew up playing with them a lot since when we were in high school and up until college and now professionally. And like definitely seeing like uh, Colin or Matt Wolf, you know, doing big things on tour, that definitely gave us like a little sense of hope, you know, like we can definitely compete out in the big tour. And, um, like we can achieve anything if, you know, we work hard enough in that sense. Yeah. And you, you actually red shirted a year. So you have, you have five, you're at five. Wow. Excuse me. You were at Cal for five years. Is there anything, uh, yeah. like that you really learned from that experience that you think is helping you now on the professional tour? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I, I did five years at Cal and that, that definitely prepared myself a little better than I thought to turn pro. I, I, I don't think I was going to be ready in the four years at Cal. I think that extra year, extra senior year that I had, you know, definitely kick off the professional career that I had. You know, I, I turned pro with very limited status on the McKenzie tour and then um, played really well for the Corn Ferry, Corn Ferry 
uh, useful. Um, but I think that year in college definitely helped me prepare prepare myself better to turn pro. Um, I I don't think I would be ready in four if I had to go back in time. Now, we're we're all trying to live through, you know, the PGA Tour going on hiatus and the Corn Ferry Tour going on hiatus and every you know everything everything shutting down. Um, when you got that news, I, I guess what was your first reaction when you got? the news that okay the corn fairy tour it's 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 going on on pause and now you've got to figure out what what to do yeah so yeah when i heard the news that events are postponed or canceled i mean i wasn't really sure what's going to happen because i have a conditional status on the corn fairy tour um luckily i fished well in mexico that we were talking about um because I need the next reshuffle to get into the rest of the year. But with this going on, I don't know when that's going to be or when are we going to come back and play again. So it's just a lot of not knowing, which is kind of scary because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm this is my only, I guess, job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing golf. Yeah. Um, but luck, we still have many tours in Arizona, you know, kind of keep things going. But... I don't know about guys that live in other states that have that the golf courses are closed. I don't know what those guys are going to do. Yeah, it's been it's been weird for everybody. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about moving forward for 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 you, KK. So uh, obviously, you know the the Corn Ferry Tour uh, hopefully coming back June 11th, but in the meantime. Yep. Uh, it sounds like you're going to play. Is it the Legacy Classic next week? Is that the next event for you? Uh, yep, yep. Uh, starting on Monday. And do you have any? Do you have any idea what your schedule looks like after that? Or are you just going to play on Monday and see what happens? Um, I sign up for the Scottsdale Open. Yep. I think the week after. Mm-hmm. And then I think the Outlaw Tour added like two or three more events after that. And then I think the Corn Ferry uh, will start right after those events in June. So I think that's going to be my plan right now, you know, playing mini tours. And then hopefully Corn Ferry can get things going in June. Yeah, well, um, we're rooting for you, KK. So I, I want to uh, I want to thank you for, for coming on. Um, and we're going to wish you the, the, the best of luck the rest of the way. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks again for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.